Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. Welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. Due to COVID, we are not recording in the studio and apologize for any poor audio or technical glitches. As soon as it is safe, we will have our guests with us in the studio. Until then, stay healthy and wear a mask. Hello and welcome to The M Word. My name is Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. And today we are talking to Brian Lobig, the founder of Lobig Inc., LLC, an award-winning technology uh, blog writer uh, and business owner. Brian has over 20 years working on working as a practitioner and administrator in the small business, nonprofit, human service, and technology field fields with a special emphasis on SEO, web design, and social media. Thank you for joining us today, Brian. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, and I should add, you know, Brian, you uh, ha- you and your business have been really important partners of Arlington Strategy for many, many years now, uh, and I've appreciated that that business partnership and your team's uh, stellar uh, support on S- S- SEO specifically. Um, and so, I, it's great to have you sit down and share more about your business today and and your journey along along the business uh, your marketing. So, thank you. Why don't you start out by just setting the stage for our, our listeners? How long have you been in business? Uh, what are you doing for marketing? What is your what is your role or your team's role in marketing your own business as well as uh, sort of how you market for your clients? I've been in business officially since 2010. Um, I was Prior to 2010, I was the chief operating officer at a statewide nonprofit in Virginia, actually, Lutheran Family Services of Virginia. Um, and I've always, I've always done like web design on the side ever since I got my degree from Marquette University um, in uh, my MBA there with the emphasis on information systems and nonprofits. Um, I, I've always done, I've always helped manage or create the websites for every organization, you know, since college actually built Marquette University's first executive MBA website as a class project back in 1997. And and so I I really started um, the entrepreneurial journey when I got laid off Um, back during that economic downturn, you know, the big bubble, tech bubble burst in 2008, 2010. I laid some people off. I got laid off. My wife was in medical school. Um, she's also an army doctor. So she got stationed up here at Walter Reed, which is what brought us to the area. And then, um, we prayed about it and decided we're just, I'm just going to follow you around. We don't know where you're going to be stationed when you graduate. So I'll just do this web design thing full time, created a business plan and wound up here. And, uh, and then I joined some local networking groups and then things really started taking off. Um, as far as like, um, ways we, we do marketing for ourselves and for our clients. Uh, well, that's going to be like the whole conversation of the show, probably. <laughs> yes, eventually we will get there. Uh, Brian, you had said that you love marketing. So let's jump into that. What do you love about it? I love getting visibility, exposure, clients, and, and new business for myself, as, and especially for the clients that I, that I work with. I'm really trying to figure out what are some creative ways inside and outside of the box ways of generating new business for clients. 
And there's so many, I, I really love the, the initial engagement with the client because um, I go into it um, without an expectation of getting the business. I go into it with the, with the expectation of getting them results. And so if that, and sometimes, so I'll usually start off with just giving them some, uh, what I call low hanging fruit of things they can do to instantly improve their visibility. Um, you know, and then if the conversation grows from there, then, you know, we, we, you know, we move on. And you've evolved over time. Uh, you were talking to us about the fact that, you know, in the beginning you were on Craigslist and Thumbtack, um, talk, you know, calling out to friends and family and um, kind of doing those guerrilla tactics. Can you talk to us about how your approach has evolved and, and where you started and where you are today? Yes, I think, I think a lot of businesses go through um, a growth process. So you start off with what you have, you start off with your circle of control, things you have can direct control over, which is uh, the people that are in, you know, connected to you. So your families and your friends, your, your business colleague, your current business colleagues. Um, and then you want to do, I started out doing advertising on very low cost or free platforms. Back when I started, uh, Craigslist was free to advertise. Um, so there was a ton of junk and, you know, kind of on that platform is from an advertising perspective. It's actually become a paid platform now. It's still incredibly cheap. Um, but I was, I did a lot of, uh, you know, initial kind of you know, putting uh, information out on Thumbtack, for example, it's still a great platform for, for getting paid leads, depending on your industry. Uh, but I, but it's also, I, I recommend people get a, a Thumbtack listing, if not for the paid lead perspective, for the backlink um, value and, and just for the, uh, the director, you know, building a, a platform and citations across the web um, Thumbtack is a good one because they rank really. High. I call I call getting um, information on directories like Thumbtack and other things as um, barnacle SEO. So you're attaching your business to something that's bigger than yourself. Especially for new businesses that are starting out, you're going to have zero visibility in the search engines. And so um, getting connected to these other platforms that have page one visibility is a great way to get yourself on page one uh, for that local area. And so Thumbtack is a good example because you can create a profile on there for free, even if you don't subscribe to the paid lead service. And so there, the, when you create a profile on there, it's visible instantly um, in your local area for those top keywords you're trying to rank for. And if somebody reaches out to you because they saw your Thumbtack profile, Thumbtack doesn't charge you for that lead because they found you directly through their platform. So there's, there's different kinds of things that you kind of learn in, in this industry of how to get some good, you know, visibility for low cost or even free if you have time to develop it. That's really interesting. And, and I want to dive a little bit more into sort of the evolution of the tactics, because, uh, you know, when you start out and you're looking at these low cost or sort of alternative methods of getting found, did they stop working or did you just evolve because you were more sophisticated in your own knowledge of how to market or was it a financial decision to evolve the, your own marketing and, and where you're putting emphasis on, on these different tactics? Sometimes things stop working. It's a constant evolution. Uh, for example, uh, visibility, like visibility on, on Facebook business pages used to be very high. It used to be when you, put a post out there, people would actually see that. I mean, even Twitter posts, you know, Twitter posts used to be 
Um, they used to not have an algorithm of what you were going to see. It used to be when somebody posted something, it would be just in chronological order. Now they've, they've changed it to an algorithm. And so they're trying to show you things that you have interest in. Same thing has ha happened for Facebook business pages. Organic visibility on Facebook business uh, has gone down to you know, like maybe single digits of visibility when you post something on there. So that that process, you know, um, doesn't work very well for organic visibility unless you have a very engaged, you know, audience. Unless you do, unless you have a, a social media team that is really skilled in organic engagement, it takes a, a bit of effort in a process to do that. Facebook uh, groups are actually one of those one of those things that can get some really good visibility. Um, on, on the Facebook platform, but organic Facebook pages is much more challenging. You really need to, in my opinion, that's one of the things that has evolved over time. You really need to have Facebook ad budget to get some, some visibility on there for a business. Yes, yes, yes. You're saying some really great stuff that we um, have also found to be true. And I loved your idea of starting a Thumbtack profile um, just to help with your SEO. I think that's a great idea. I think you called it SEO um, or barnacle SEO. Barnacle SEO I yeah. love that. So Brian, what have you tried that didn't work that bombed? Uh, that's that Facebook organic uh, visibility. So has, has not worked well, has, has bombed in the past when clients have told us, you know, we really don't have a Facebook ads budget, but we want to, but we do have a budget to manage the Facebook page. So we want to try to get more visitors and connections just organically through Facebook. Um, that has not worked. We still actually do that for some clients. They want to have maintain a presence. So when somebody, you know, goes to the platform, they can see that they're in business. They have some relevant, you know, posts, uh, informational, they can find unique content there. However, as a, as a strategy to grow their followership, uh, that has not worked without, for us, without, without a budget. I do know some social media strategists who have some good um, experience with growing a followership through organic engagement, but it really, but that's not free. I mean, you're, you really need to be active on that platform and really engaging and targeting people, you know, organically and doing some creative, you know, outreach to get, you know, organic engagement on there. It hasn't worked for my team. Well, I, I think what you just said, it like rings so true. And it's not just for, for the social media platforms, but marketing isn't free because it's either you're putting money in it or you're putting your time and mm -hmm. time if you're running a business is money, right? So yeah. there's investment. So how do you approach where to spend money, how to spend money? And how do you answer that question from clients, which is like, how much do I need to spend? Are you personally, you know, in your own business, afraid to spend money? Where, where do you fall on that spectrum? I spend, I'm not afraid to spend money on things that, uh, the things that work. And so I hire my own team, you know, to, to work on accounts and uh, platforms for my own business. And so I, I take the medicine that I'm, I'm suggesting to clients. And actually that's the best way because then I can speak from experience on what has worked for our organization potentially that might work for theirs. For example, um, I have a team of about 15 people that work for me. And various people do various things. I got several people on the team that actually write blog articles uh, for lowbiginc.com. Uh, we do a combination. We experiment with different combinations of different things. Like right now, we're kind of on a track. We have a couple of different blogs, actually. We have a blog on the lowbiginc.com website. We also manage an award-winning technology blog called theinkblog.net, where we provide tips, tools, and uh, strategies uh, related to marketing. A lot of it's a how-to kind of stuff. 
But one of the one of the article series on there that we're kind of restarting as strategy, and we found it as a real good strategy in the past, is to feed kind of like a podcast, but blog format, like featuring clients, promoting them on what on a what we call the entrepreneurs in action article series. And so we'll feature clients on that blog to get them visit get them visibility. And um, those are great shareable kind of posts because you know, they like seeing themselves, you know, in an article and then they'll share it with their followers. Um, the reason we have that on a separate blog and not on the Low Big Inc. website is I like to do a lot of how-to articles, how to set up a Google Analytics account, how to uh, create a Facebook ad campaign. And so it's it's slightly, it's somewhat disconnected from my primary brand. So it's, I'm able to share that with uh, other marketing firms or web developers I work with so that it's not directly connected to my, because I do a lot of white label kind of um, stuff. And so it's not directly connected to the Lobing Inc. Uh, website. And we will drop all of these links in the show notes um, and in our comments of the post. Um, but for those that are listening, inkblog.net, check the that out. Theinkblog.net. The yep. Thank you. Brian, you are clearly an experienced marketer. Is there anything that's a little bit out of your comfort zone or anything that scares you that you haven't tried yet? Yes. So one thing that's out of my comfort zone would be like HubSpot uh, marketing. I have, a, I have a business partner that's very skilled in that. Um, and so if I have a client that comes in that um, had, that's on the HubSpot platform, for example, I love to bring in partners to help work on strategies um, to to, you know, to work on that, uh, those kind of integrated, you know, content um, management systems. Um, I, my team can do, can, has no problem kind of integrating HubSpot with, uh, with websites, but as far as kind of rolling out, you know, a, a full marketing integration with HubSpot, I'd, it's best to work with somebody who's, who's a HubSpot partner who has great, you know, depth and experience in that, for example. That's, if I can drop a name, if I can drop a name, I would say uh, yeah. Bob Lang is uh, is the, one of my uh, business partners here in Rockville with Rev Partners. He's he's a HubSpot uh, partner and an expert. That's great. That's great. I think that you know the the point there is you know know your lane, know what you're good at, and and use your network when you when you have to fill in and around the edges. Yeah, uh, exactly. So you know. Every, this is, everybody asks us, it's, it's been a crazy year for business, the businesses we serve. Um, uh, how is your business and, and what has changed for you, if anything, marketing through COVID? Great question. So a bunch of things have changed. Uh, what, we've actually developed a whole new line of business as a result of um, COVID. Like when COVID first had start, you know, happened in like March, uh, we had a 30, 40% reduction in revenue instantly, like the next two months. And so uh, we actually applied for the PPP uh, loan or loan because we didn't know if it was going to keep going down or if it's going to you know, rebound. The month after that, though, was like March, March, April, May. In May, we actually had a best month of two years um, immediately after that. So people kind of hold held off on the marketing and then they rebounded back in a big way. And it's it has it's gone up ever since then. I've had like three of the best months of the history of my business in the last few months um, because everyone's digital, everyone's online. And so with that, one of the things that has evolved for my business as a service area that we weren't really doing as a promoted area was um, uh, live streaming. 
And so we had experimented with live streaming uh, because of my, I have, a, I have a back an interest uh, in live music. And so I actually had worked, um, I managed a Root Studio. There's a, there was a group up in Columbia, Maryland called Root Studio. It was a live music venue. Uh, they closed right around that COVID time. And I would use that as an opportunity for my, my team to go up and practice, you know, doing live Facebook live stream interviews and music. And so we just did that kind of for fun and for free to help promote that uh, venue. But when COVID happened, we started getting requests for um, different live stream services. Even my church, uh, I actually helped my church um, move all their services um, on, into a live stream format. And so as a result, we've actually started doing uh, live streaming funerals, live streaming weddings. Um, and that has become, that's become a whole new line of service that, um, that we had never, we never promoted or really had as a paid service before COVID happened. I'm actually always encouraged when I hear about the businesses and entrepreneurs that have found something during this very difficult time that has really taken off. And I think there are a lot of success stories that um, it's just so positive and optimistic to hear. So that's awesome. Um, I want to shift a little bit and talk about cause marketing. Um, is that something that you've incorporated into your businesses at all? I, we do. Uh, I consistently do um, regular kind of pro bono uh, marketing for, for different organizations. We're, we're always working with two to three or more nonprofits that um, that need and that need support. It's usually something that's directly tied to a, my own personal background or interest. So uh, in a first life, in my first life, when I got my psychology degree from Marquette, um, I worked as a, a drug and alcohol abuse counselor for quite a few years, actually. And so I have an affinity for people who work with, especially work with the offender uh, recovering population. And so um, I still, I promote, I, I manage probably three or four websites uh, related to the offender reentry programs, the recovering community, birds of a feather, agency.org is one of those. Um, I've recently created a collaboration with one of my own project managers who created a website called recently called createdincolor.org. Um, that is a website dedicated to people um, in the creative industries, people of color in the creative industries and helping them get more visibility. And so my team is doing um, kind of helping manage the website, doing SEO for that platform. Um, most of my team, half, more than half my team is of color. Uh, my own family is very diverse. I have 11 brothers and sisters. Most of us are biracial, African-American actually. And so I have strong connections to the, um, you know, diversity. Um, and so that's something that um, I've also participated in. I also volunteer. I'm actually a member of the Maryland Black Chamber of Commerce and serve on the uh, marketing committee for them. And so that's a, you know, that's a volunteer kind of uh, thing as well. That that's a lot of uh, good that you're doing. It's uh, it's I think it's really refreshing to see businesses that are being successful, but also then finding ways to partner and give back in the community. It's uh, it's really win win win, right? Your business Absolutely. wins, the the partner wins, and and the community is all better off when businesses are working with the nonprofits. You know, the the re one of the you know business opportunities of providing free services for nonprofits and community organizations 
is that you can really do lots of experimentation. You can do lots of positive experimentation and practice with new, new staff coming on, interns that you're working with. You can really, like one of the things I love to do, I'm, I always have like at least one or two interns working with our organization at any one time. I just brought in a high school senior from a, from a high school in, in South Carolina. There's, COVID has really hit South Carolina technology industry. A lot of web design companies have gone out of business in those rural communities. And so there's a lot of uh, kids from those rural communities that want to get into tech and web and that kind of stuff, but there's no, but they can't, but there's like literally no businesses have shut down. They can't even do it. So I actually had a referral from one of my partner agencies refer a, uh, a student who wanted to get into web and tech. And so he's, he, I'm onboarding him today actually. And I'm going to be able to partner him and he can work at a, at a really primary role on some of these um, nonprofits um, that we're, he's actually gonna be working with Creative in Color, for example, helping develop social media strategy. And the beautiful thing about that is he'll like have a major role with this nonprofit organization that he can put on his resume. We're gonna help him set up a LinkedIn profile that this, the executive director of the organization will give him an amazing re recommendation. And so it's really, it's, it's really a wonderful uh, opportunity to, to help people you're working with as well as the nonprofits that are, that are available out there. I love that. Brian, who do you look up to? Who do you follow as to get inspiration or marketing advice, new ideas? Uh, Jennifer Molchandani from uh, Arlington Strategy, of course. I love <laughs> following your, I, seriously, I, lo I love following your uh, newsletters. It gives me, it's given me great ideas on how we can improve uh, our newsletters. I think you guys do an amazing job. And with the nonprofit community as well, you guys have a really strong nonprofit community focus, which I really love and look up to and look to you guys, you guys for actually ideas on how we can do things. Very, very bootstrappy and professional, um, your guys' service. So that's, that's one thing that's true. Um, other groups that people I look up to, people or organizations, is that, that's the question that I look to for advice? Well, from half of our business is SEO, like more than half. We do about a hundred, at least a hundred SEO projects every year. And so we follow some of the top, you know, SEO folks. And I know a lot of them personally, like the, there's the unknown secrets of internet marketing, the, um, the best SEO podcast based in Houston, Texas. Actually, my team flew down there to go meet those guys. And, and we strategize on projects. They refer us on projects. I hire them for their high hourly rate when I have something complicated that we need resolved. Um, there's, there's some amazing SEO blogs out there that we follow. Um, some of the SEO podcasts, which are fantastic, is like SEO 101. It's really not 101 anymore. They've been in business. They've been on the air so long. It gets into really graduate level um, SEO advice. They try to keep you know the language understandable. Um, uh, Search Engine Journal is an amazing uh, um, blog that we follow. Uh, even Google's own uh, blog is uh, is a good one to follow. Those that's who we look to advice. You really have to, because things change so much, you know, the algorithm updates are continual, continually happening. Um, how even the search results display on Google um, are changing. So you really, if you're doing in this business, you really have to um, pay attention and follow, you know, the leaders in the industry and like what's happening, what are the latest research people are doing and then contribute to that knowledge base. You're exactly right. And thank you for the compliment, Brian. It's um... That it, I can't even speak. It warms my heart in a way that um, it's hard for me to express because I think I have the same mutual admiration for for you and your team. So, 
Thank you for those compliments. Okay. I, I think what I hear from you with all of these resources and, and you investing in your team's ongoing sort of education and stay, staying up to, to stuff in the field, it's, you know, marketing is not static and it requires, and I think that's what separates experts like yourself. It's like you are you are taking on the responsibility of staying up to speed. Right. You know, we have clients, and I'm sure you do too, who they, they, can you just train us to do it? And we happily will do that. But the training is, it never stops right. uh, to, to, to be expert. And it sounds like you guys are really uh, invested there, which is what, wonderful. Yeah, we can train you on what Google My Business is doing today, but next week, you know, stay, stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. So Brian, if you could go back to day one, when you started your business and your wife said, let's give this a go, Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give yourself? Hmm. I would say trust in the people that you bring on board earlier and and more strongly. So as you bring on people, um, try not to micromanage them, like give, help them get beyond your own expertise, level of expertise. I've learned that more as I've gotten older and more, you know, more um, seasoned in my business where don't be afraid to, to, for them to out, you know, surpass you in your knowledge, in your area of knowledge. I've got people on my team that now have more knowledge and experience than me in different things, like in backlink research and development, or even the SEO process. I, you know, I was the initial expert in training everybody originally, but when you have a project manager that spends all their day doing SEO and keyword research analysis, um, I rarely second guess anything or Robin Renee tells me about what needs to happen on a, on a, from a search perspective on SEO. I, I hear you, and uh, it's it's a wonderful point in your business when you have invested in your team and they can become experts, and it isn't all on you and your shoulders. Yeah. So kudos to you because that's a sign of good leadership. So, is there anything you're going to try new this year, Brian? Hmm. New this year, I think. Hmm, that's a good question. I'm always trying new stuff. Uh, so what what what's the next new thing is probably the best question. Um, one of the things we've been doing, we've started to do more of, uh, is um, management of Google My Business. I know some SEO companies, SEO in quotes, that, that like all their entire business model is managing Google My Business pages. Like that's all they do is they help clients from an SEO perspective just manage their Google My Business page. That's it. They're not doing on-page SEO. They're not doing backlink development. They're literally just helping really maximize the opportunity of that Google My Business page. And they're getting their clients results just from that strategy, that free platform uh, without Google ads, without paid advertising. And I'm really um, following them and I'm starting to, um, I'm always kind of adjusting my own services. Like for example, if we're doing ongoing SEO, there's certain, like that's one of the ways our SEO has changed. Like we will look at the Google My Business page. That's a requirement before we do any SEO. They have to have a claimed and optimized Google My Business page. If we're doing ongoing SEO, it has to be actively managed, if not by us, by them. Because it's such a foundational element of visibility on the internet now. And so that's one thing we're kind of uh, experimenting with. We'll probably be doing more of is uh, more active management, more experimentation, Uh, on that particular platform. 
So Brian, how can our listeners find you if they want to learn more or talk to you about SEO? The, I'm on I'm on most social media and things, but the one place you can kind of find all those links would be on my about.me page. Um, sometimes people just send you to the website, but that's kind of, you know, that's like my marketing, you know, side of my business. There's, if you want to find out anything about me, or if you want to connect with me on the platform that you're most comfortable with, like if you're a Twitter person, um, go to about.me slash Brian Lobig, and you'll see you'll see kind of a one page profile and links to every social media I'm on and link to every major website that I'm on. Then you can follow me wherever you're comfortable. I like to give people that advice. Follow me however you like to follow people. And I, the reason, other reason I like to promote about.me is because it's free and it's one of those online profiles you can build out for like personal branding, personal branding SEO um, to get some, you know, visibility, like especially a startup organization, don't have a lot of money, create that profile. And that's can be, you know, your first website on the, on the internet. But that's awesome. So just to reiterate, learn more about Brian Lobig at about.me slash Brian Lobig. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun and I learned a ton and, uh, really appreciate your your enthusiasm and, and your time today brian thanks uh thanks to our listeners for tuning in and we'll see you next time bye brian thanks for listening we hope you'll come back subscribe to the m word wherever you listen to podcasts and for more uncensored conversations visit the m word page at arlingtonstrategy.com